Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina. And Gannett. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> oh, so we um, only have one bottle of wine. Like, what just happened? Yeah, so um, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I'm in charge of bringing the wine. You are. And, and I'm the one that said only bring one bottle of wine. Right. Um, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So what? That, go ahead. No. no. <laughs> go ahead. Oh what God. are you gonna say? <laughs> I was gonna. I feel like we have to preface. We start like every episode, like getting really excited about our wine. Yeah. And it's like, but you don't understand. I mean, maybe ladies, you do understand mm-hmm. because this is the night we get out mm-hmm. and we like get to hang out and talk about our shit, mm-hmm. and then afterwards we go to dinner. Like this yep. is the night we look forward to, and it starts mm-hmm. with a bottle of wine. Yeah. And tonight. You were like, one bottle or two? And yeah. I'm like, just one bottle's fine. Uh-huh. And now I'm disappointed. Yeah. So we had to go ask our producer. Uh-huh. And rummage through his <laughs> supply of wine. <laughs> and he has like a half a, he has like one glass left in this yeah. bottle of cab. Yeah. About a third of bottle left. So we're going to take gonna, it. We're going to take it. Hey, listen. <laughs> some wine's better than none. Yeah. It's all good. So. Okay. So Gannett. What is this episode about? What are we talking about today? All right, stepmamas. As usual, we're going to keep it real. So listen close. This episode is dedicated to all the spouses and the partners who have had a child with someone and are now dealing with that baby mama drama. throwback um, for those of you that remember back in the day when we used to do like a song dedication this one goes out to (laughs) so and so and then you play that song well this one goes out to the partners Uh and the spouses tonight so so this episode we are talking about all the things we wish our partners understood Mm -hmm. about being a stepmom and our stepmom journey and being that person to someone else and this role all that stuff this is what we want our partners to understand so share this with your partner um if it sits well with you like we are here for you we are trying to speak Mm -hmm. your truth Mm -hmm. um and validate you yeah so here we go where are we starting well let's start from the foundation of this all right so your relationship Mm. it's the biggest piece Mm -hmm. that's why Uh, we're here that's why we are all here because at some point we fell in love with a person and we um, began a relationship with that person and that person had a child or children 
And um, we decided and we made the decision for ourselves to be a part of this journey with them. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that I think should always be at the forefront of this whole journey from the beginning, middle, end is how do you prioritize, how do you remember to prioritize your relationship? Mm -hmm. Um, Because um, without that, what do you have? Exactly. Exactly. And and when you think about it and when you take a step back, uh, you wouldn't be here if you weren't in love, Mm -hmm. cared about, committed to this person, committed to this individual. And how do you prioritize that? I think for so many of us, we um, want to just make sure the child is okay and -hmm. make sure the family dynamics are uh, a certain way. And we're doing the different things that we need to do as stepmothers or, um, you know, what, whatever, however you identify in your role. But uh, what we need to remember is that um, none of this works if you're not on the same page yeah. with, your, mm-hmm. with your partner. Mm-hmm. And it, when shit goes, goes south mm-hmm. and it's like I look o- like around and I'm like, all right, so really frustrated with being a stepmom right now really frustrated with dealing with bio mom shit, mm-hmm. really feel shitty about myself and that I'm not getting recognized. I'm not getting pretty, all this stuff. And mm-hmm. on top of it, mm-hmm. my partner and I mm-hmm. are at each other. Yeah. Like, why the fuck am I here? Because if I changed one thing, mm-hmm. all that shit would be gone. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. And I had a conversation with my husband recently where I, you know, we're, we're going through a difficult, difficult, uh, conversation and I had to tell him and remind him that my role, my first role is his wife. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And then secondary to that is my role in my stepdaughter's life. And you get to choose how involved you are. Exactly. And you get to choose your comfort level. Right. And how much you put into it. Mm-hmm. Wife stuff and him and with him mm-hmm. is completely separate. Yeah, and I feel like, not to speak for you, I tend to do that sometimes. That's okay. <laughs> you know my story. But you have gone above and beyond, and most recently you've stepped back and mm-hmm. you're like, "Look, man, mm-hmm. I need some space. I need to yeah. reevaluate shit." And focusing on that relationship that you have with your husband mm-hmm. is what brings you back to center. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think for him and I think for a lot of partners, it's going to be a reminder and a good reminder for them because I'm hopeful that when these relationships began, my relationship began, your relationship Mm -hmm. began, it wasn't, oh, you're going to be a great stepmother. (laughs) Right. It was, I fell in love with you because of these lists of reasons. Right. And this relationship blossomed and and developed Mm -hmm. because of the things that we saw in one another, how we contributed to one another's lives, how we balanced each other out, all that good jazz. And then on top of that, did we see the cherry? Oh, look at that. You're really, you're really, you got your shit together and you can handle my baggage. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Let's really make that secondary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it comes down to making each other the priority as, as, you know, um, date nights Mm -hmm. and making that connection every day Mm -hmm. of, Checking in with each other. Hey, how was your day? Yeah. How were you handling that? Was there something you wanted to talk about? Mm-hmm. Let Instead of picking up our phones or watching TV, let's engage with each other and chat about 
X, Y, and Z, like just looking towards each other to connect and allow there to be a time where everything else just falls away. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't allow that day in and day out, Mm -hmm. that shit just layers and layers and layers on top of each other Mm -hmm. and you lose sight of why you're even in it. Yep. And you get into a routine and I think both uh, stepmothers and partners, spouses, um, we're guilty of that, right? We fall mm-hmm. into this routine. And I think for the partners, you know, um, be reminded, recognize, be inspired by why you fell in love with your partner, why you're here and what it was like in the beginning stages. Mm-hmm. Because I know the beginning stages of a relationship will, you know, they don't last too long, right? Because it's the excitement Shit part. changes, right? Shit does change. Yeah. But you can go back and uh-huh. revisit that. Mm-hmm. You still have the responsibilities that you have now. Mm-hmm. You still are, you know, yeah. knee deep in stuff. But going back to those original things that attracted you to mm-hmm. each other. I feel like when we talk about relationships and making them be a priority and stuff, we often run into <clears throat> that flip side of, well, you know, what about the kids? Where do they fit into it? And yeah. their needs matter and they're, you know, absolutely. But if your health, if your relationship is healthy, you mm-hmm. are better for your kids. Mm-hmm. Just like practicing self-care and doing something for yourself makes you better for your partner. Yeah. It makes you better for your kids. It's, it's like you start as an individual, mm-hmm. individual plus partner. Mm-hmm. Those are good mm-hmm. equals better parents for the kids. Yeah. So, yep. When, you know, like, uh, for example, I think I've used it, um, before where, um, my husband and I have already decided the kids will always go to bed together, like at the same time. Right. I don't care that they have, you know, six years difference in age. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, he can go downstairs to his room. He doesn't need to go to sleep, right. but the kids are always going to go to bed at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the time because mommy and daddy need some fucking alone yeah, time. Even if it's two hours before you got to go to bed. Right. And that time is so yeah. critical. It's so important. Yep. Where yeah. it's like, okay, it, you know, eventually when uh, my stepson's older, let's say he's like 13 or something, eight o'clock might be a little early, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's go to your room at eight o'clock. We'll check on you in two hours mm-hmm. and make sure that you're in bed, but yeah. you need to be the fuck away. Right. And that's something that we've already agreed upon because it's like, we need that time. I need that time to sit alone mm-hmm. with my partner, talk to him, chat about our day, um, get some emails sent to bio mom that have been sitting there for fucking ever. Yeah. Or- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Something, you, but, know, you know, plan, yeah. plan, plan something to do over the weekend. Yeah. Or just have sit a glass and watch wine together. Yeah. Watch Netflix, yeah. watch my show. Like yes. I, I want a couple hours yes. before I go to bed where I can just be me and not be something to someone else. Yes. And, yes. and then, cause you're, we have to wake up and do it all over again. Tomorrow. All over again. Yeah. So those couple of hours are so important and they go by really fast. So don't mm-hmm. take uh, don't take that time for granted. Yeah. And, you know? and, and the more you do that, you're setting an example for your kids where mm-hmm. they're seeing, Oh, you guys are a unit mm-hmm. and you know, you're, um, a team and I, you know, I, it's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're starting at the foundation with that one. Right. Put your relationship first. Yep. And part of putting your relationship first for me, at least is, um, being on the, well, making sure you communicate so that you're on the same page. Sure. And yeah. I think that, I mean, you know, 
you can say communicate, communicate all day long, but it's it's so important in every aspect, including mm-hmm. parenting, right? Because oh, yeah. that's like a big that's a big part of our role. It's like uh-huh. how, how our how our partner or spouse parented prior to us coming into the mm-hmm. picture or during mm-hmm. our journey together. And then how we envisioned ourselves parenting. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have kids prior, yeah. how you envisioned, or if you did have kids prior, mm-hmm. how you've already been parenting yep. and then meshing that together. Yeah. Communicating. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, th- and that's another piece, right? So how do we talk to our partners about... Um, parenting and 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 what we envision what we need and what we Mm -hmm. want to see Mm -hmm. because I'll I'll tell you what from my own experience um growing up in a very structured home very strict household I knew that I was going to inherit some of those whether I wanted to or not just inherit Mm -hmm. some of those traits (laughs) some of that upbringing residual upbringing stuff for me and so um I mean my stepdaughter's uh, babe mama is it's a whole nother ball game different yeah so, um, I have had to suggest and insert my advice and or opinion on parenting very early on. Mm-hmm. What I saw was, um, zero structure, um, and just, uh, not a lot of what I envisioned being instilled, the values the Mm -hmm. stability Mm -hmm. in a child, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I wasn't shy to insert my opinions early on with my husband and he was receptive with, to that, but, but I would give my reasons why Mm -hmm. it wasn't just, Oh, there Mm -hmm. should be a specific dinner time. And no, she can't just like, she has candy for dinner at uh, baby mama's house. Like that's, that does not fly in our home. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you why, because it's not healthy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and I think with my situation, it's like in the beginning, I'm kind of just an outsider, right? So I'm like looking in like, what has he got going on already? Mm -hmm. How is he handling this? Now, my stepson was three at the time Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, you guys are having a hard time like potty training. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, what's happening? And that, that was like, ironically enough. Because he's almost nine and he still is not potty trained. Ironically enough, that was the first topic I was ever confronted with as far as like parenting styles where it's like, and, and with bio, bio mom's, um, decisions where she was not potty training, even though she said she was like, she said she was, and Mm -hmm. then we'd get him and we'd potty. And then it was just this inconsistency. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. Like this needs to, and you know, it, when it affects you, that's where, that's when the first time I was like, okay, this behavior Mm -hmm. is affecting me Mm -hmm. because he's not wearing a diaper and we have him out in public and he's shitting himself and there's poop rolling down his pant leg onto the floor like all right so we need to do something about this yeah and then you know as you progress into your relationship it big other things start coming up right and you're like oh i actually have an opinion about this Mm -hmm. actually i envision it going this way and like you said like communicating that yeah and for a while i think i did just let him let, let my husband kind of just take the reins. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were things that I was definitely uncomfortable with that would go down, like within discipline or structure or whatever. 
but I didn't feel like I had anything to stand on. Like, you know, I guess, yeah, he's your kid. And as commitments were made, like we moved in together and now he's a part of my life 50% of the time, all this stuff. Then I started using my voice a little bit more mm-hmm. and I had to communicate more. But then this crazy fucking thing happened where I have my daughter. Oh yeah. Well, that will change things. <laughs> and I'm like, um, all right, this isn't going to fly. Yeah. And that's when I have a bigger voice mm-hmm. where I, it's been this like slower progression. But now that I have my daughter, um, it's like, all right. Um, I didn't like how you did this back in the day. Mm-hmm. I do not want this to happen with our daughter. Yeah, absolutely not. Like we will not be doing timeouts. We will not be putting her in a chair in the middle of the room where we're shaming her. Sure. And again, like we bring out what we were raised with mm-hmm. and that's what my husband was used to. He didn't know any different. I'm not like scolding him or anything, but I, I am presenting a different perspective. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm telling you how to parent. Exactly. It just means I'm trying to support you in a new way mm-hmm. that will help the behavior that we're actually looking for. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's all about how you approach it, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's not that you need to attack a parenting style or suggest it in a certain way, but it's as how is this going to be beneficial to your family? Mm-hmm. Because essentially that's what we're doing, right? Right. We, we, we want to modify things. We want a behavior. Yeah. How do we get there? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And just to share a quick story about, um, you know, just not to push, you know, how my, how my husband parents, but one of the biggest things that I noticed in the beginning of our relationship was just, um, and in the beginning, I think for those of you that have listened to the podcast, my husband was uh, raising his former stepdaughter. So in the beginning there were two, and now there's just my my husband's biological daughter. But there was no talking to the kids. Mm. And I saw that from him, mm. and it was evident from Not baby mom. Not explaining things to Yeah. My husband like, did that too. When, for example, when there's a divorce that happens. Now, I understand that children are, their minds aren't, you know, fully capable of handling all the information. But you give a child. We, um, what's the word? Not minimize. We um, underestimate underestimate yes. what they are capable of understanding yes. or retaining or observing. You give a child what they can carry, yes. right? And I've always said that. Tell them their story in the way Age that they can understand. Yeah. Yep. You know. And recently, actually, last weekend, I had my stepdaughter ask me a question about some dynamic, and I won't go into too much detail because I don't want to go into like this long story about this, but regarding her sister. And her mm-hmm. sister, you know, she and her sister have different dads, but they have the same mom. And she was confused about some things. Mm. And I took it upon myself to clarify because she was asking me. Or mm-hmm. she said it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and was, I'm looking at my... Was your husband there? He was there and he was on the oh. couch and he was just kind of like, oh, I'm going to let her handle this. So I did, right? <laughs> asshole. Exactly. I'm like, okay. Okay, let of me explain your baggage and your decisions. Let me help sure. her understand her story. So I did just because I don't want to make it awkward and be like, well, now the mic's on you. Mm. You tell her your, the story. So I went mm. on to explain to her in a kid-friendly way of what the situation was. And she kind of had this aha moment. Mm. And I don't think she fully understood, but she's beginning to understand. Uh-huh. With that being said... She goes to bed shortly after, and I say to my husband, I grab a glass of wine, and I said, listen, <laughs> honey, I would like to share something with you. And um, you heard the conversation that me and, you know, the kiddo had. 
I, I don't think you're doing enough talking. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's not your style. I know I'm the talker. I'm the one that likes to get in there through the layers and, and, and figure it out. Well, that's also our clinical exactly. mentality that we have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he- here we are trying to be trauma-informed. Sure. Right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Leading with that. <laughs> Hashtag trauma-informed. Uh-huh. But I'm like, you got to do better, honey. And he's like, well, how do, you, how do you mean? I mean that... I don't know what your your mindset is around not talking to her or not telling her story at all, but at some point, this little girl's going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And she's going to look back on these days and say, well, why didn't my dad explain to me? Or try to. Try to break it down to me a, a little bit at a time. And I said, you know, it's so important to me because there are things, if we dig back into our childhood, of what we may have wanted our parents to tell us or explain to us. Right. Create yeah. setting around. So now that you have this opportunity, because I know my husband didn't have a lot of that growing up himself, so here's your opportunity to try something new with your own mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. Well, looky, wow. looky. You know, it's like, <laughs> hello. And he's, he just looks at me like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, so practice it. I know that it's not your, your most comfortable space to be in, mm-hmm. but... You know, if you try and tell her a little bit at a time, and mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to help, mm-hmm. I promise you, this little girl will be thankful for mm-hmm. that um, just because she'll say, my daddy kept it real for, with me from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. And that's all kids, I mean, really. They really are. They're looking to us to explain certain things, and we're scared. Mm-hmm. And I say we. I mean, the b- biological parents are scared to explain for whatever reason totally valid reasons i'm sure Mm -hmm. but they again underestimate what they're capable of understanding or you know utilizing like our kiddo he for some reason thinks that at one time all of us lived together oh boy he thinks that me his dad his biological mother and his paternal grandmother all lived together in the same house he has memories of me and his dad and his maternal grandma, grandmother living together, but he right. is making up that his mom was also there. Mm. And I'm like, honey, that never happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it never would fucking happen. Because yeah. <laughs> she's psycho. No? Yeah. That's plenty. <laughs> but yeah. But it makes sense to him because, it, I mean, that's he, what his He wants to him. believe that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's, you know, he's wanting that. And it's it's sad we're getting off topic here but it's sad because he looks at it like why can't we go back to this and yeah. those are whole other conversations but yeah um yeah so just so partners to sum that part up i mean you know um just try and listen to your your partner your spouse yeah. and listen to each other and just absorb the information and implement the the parts that you really know will be beneficial to you too mm-hmm. and the family dynamic as a whole and expect that the stepmom is going to have opinions and thoughts in her own mm-hmm. background and ideas of what parenting is going to be like so much of being a stepmom is being like okay i love this person i want to have a future with this person but that's also continuously grieving mm-hmm. the idea that i the family that i thought i would have yeah I continued to grieve the family that I thought I would have because the family that I thought I would have wouldn't involve another fucking woman (coughs) that would constantly have opinions on what I do in my home. Yeah. And you know, having that understanding and having (coughs) that compassion and you know, just listening and being like, even if you don't agree, just being like, Hey, I'm listening to you. 
you know, let's find a compromise. Let's talk this out. I want to see your perspective. But definitely don't think that you're never going to have <coughs> Sorry, guys. Um, which, which brings me Gosh. to, I guess, our other, our other thing. <laughs> Ooh, thank you. Uh, of understanding, like... We have taken on this role and another woman does have a presence in our home. Mm -hmm. And just because that that is a reality doesn't make me the guest in my home. Preach. I have to separate those realities. And yes, she definitely has a presence. She's like a fucking ghost you can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. Well, when you have a kid that runs around and looks like her. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. It's so true. Like, it's like weird. Like, I won't go down there. Yeah. But yes. Um, but like, I am not a guest in my own home. My opinions, needs, wants fucking matter. Right. And I feel like it took me several years to really grasp that concept of, she doesn't get a say. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, we can take into consideration what she's wanting, but when it affects how I run my home, right? No, yeah. I trump it. Yeah. And and I've had to explain it to my husband, where I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care because I disagree, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna walk on eggshells or tiptoe around or parent in a way that I don't want to parent, right? Because. She doesn't agree that he has ADHD and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not going to fucking fly. Yeah. We believe it in this house. Yeah. It's like Santa Claus for her. <laughs> like, he's not real. Yeah. And we're keeping the spirit alive. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because that's the reality that individuals that have a child, whether it be uh, in wedlock or not wedlock, and then the relationship mm-hmm. ends that at some point, mm-hmm. right, there's going to be uh, movement, progression, development in each person's life. Again, yeah. Right? And that's going to mean new people in your life, oh. new perspective, yep. new values or similar values or what have you. But just overall, mm-hmm. something new is going to come into both the adult's lives as well as the child's life. I specifically remember the email that my husband sent to Biomom. It was introducing my existence at that point. It was like, hey, just to let you know, I'm dating someone new. Um, she will, will be um, having more of a relationship with our child as our relationship continues, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she responded... And was just like, I disagree. I do not uh, want her to see him. I do not want her to do blah, blah, blah. And, oh. and, my, and my husband was like, um, you misunderstood this email. <clears throat> yeah. Let me clarify. You don't get a fucking choice. Okay. And what did you expect moving forward through our co-parenting relationship? That you were just going to stay stagnant? Exactly. And that's yeah. what he said. He was like, You've, you would have, I think he said something like, kind of backhanded um, <laughs> of like you would be ignorant to believe that I wouldn't 
form another relationship with another woman and move on and that there would be something special. There would be someone special in our child's life. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, boom. Yep. From the very beginning. Yep. (laughs) And that's what she, and that's where her pushback was coming in, right? Yeah. Was like, you've moved on? What? There's someone new? Are you kidding? I mean, at the end of the day. You want me to be single my entire life? Yeah. So what? As you're hoeing around? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So let me go ahead and just stay right where I'm at until this child Mm -hmm. is 18 because that's realistic. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Mm-mm. It's not going to happen. And that face I was making was because I'm thinking, no. <laughs> I know. She took a sip of her wine and then made a really weird face. And I'm like, is the wine bad? No. It's, <laughs> the wine is delightful. It is good. I am actually. Just, <laughs> I was making a face that like, how dare someone even suggest that that's an issue. God forbid you move on with your life. I mean, yeah. we are human. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And just because there is a child to raise does not mean that that individual's life should be put on hold, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know. There's just, there's so much to unpackage, uh, to unpack here for the partners. But for me, I will say, and I'm going to hit home on this because this resonates with me a lot um, in, my, um, in my relationship and um, in my dynamic, but <sighs> just the pressures mm. of being... Um, yeah. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that person, uh-huh. that super mom for a child that I did not create. Yep. The, a child that I did not carry in in my body. You did it, not choose. I did not choose. It, I mean, you chose in I a chose way, my journey. But you did not choose to have, yeah. Like, yes. goes without saying. Yes. Yes. So I, I chose a man, and that man had a child. That's mm-hmm. what I chose. But, you know... Um, it's hard work trying to, um, and, and for me, self-admittedly, it's, it's been a lot of work for me to try and give this child everything she doesn't have, mm. earn her love, and which I have, oh, right? Yeah. But then and, it's like you have the opposite problem of many stepmoms where she looks to you mm-hmm. to fill all of those needs mm-hmm. that she is lacking on the other side. And yeah. you're like, whoa. whoa, this is a lot. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of, um, parents that parents, everyone in general wants a child to love them unconditionally because, because that's, that's what you want. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and yeah. I, I don't know, speaking as a woman that does not have biological children, I don't know what that feels like, but what I do know is that, Loving a child that you do not create is hard as hell and going above and beyond and doing more than the woman that actually created. carried and created yeah. her is it's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's almost the opposite where I'm trying to take a little bit of a step back boundaries. and not, and yeah, exactly. Create those boundaries and not um, have this, in, this child just cling to me tremendously because while I could be excited and be, um, you know, just uh, proud of the progress I've made in our relationship. It's overwhelming because at the end of the day, through my lens, as much as I love her, I still know I didn't create her. Mm-hmm. And there's still, there's still a different feeling, a feeling that I know would be different if I created a child of my yeah, own. Yeah, and that's what that biological, uh, that's... That's the innate that's, biological yeah, and that's feeling. What, and that's, I, f- I feel like it's lost in so much of the stepmom journey of, um, of, I don't know, like everyone's situation is different. Everyone's scenario is different. I, we hear a lot of stepmoms who are like, you know, upset with 
which I'm one of them. <laughs> I raised my hand. I'm one of them that's like, oh my God, stop talking about your fucking mom. You, on the other hand, are like, she asks for something mm -hmm. and, you're, and you respond to her by going, well, does your mama do that? Mm -hmm. You can ask your mom to do that. Mm -hmm. How about you ask your mom to do that? How about mm -hmm. your mom steps up and takes you to get her nails done yeah. or takes you to go do these things? Mm -hmm. You can ask her for that and not me. Or you say stuff like, do you talk to your mom like that? Yeah. No, you don't. Yep. And the, I mean, the reasons behind that is because she's unfortunately scared of her mom or mm -hmm. she knows that her mom won't meet those needs. Right. So she's learned to mm -hmm. not ask for things. Mm -hmm. But but she's heavily relied on me for everything. And, and, I, and I'll put my husband on blast for that too. And he's, he's been right on there co-signing with everything. Like yeah. as if he didn't create a child with someone else. Yeah. As if he wanted to reinvent his history well we can't we yep. can't go back and reinvent our history he looks to you like you're the saving grace yeah you're the one that fixes all the problems mm -hmm. you are the mother that should have been mm -hmm. and you can you can fix it yeah fix it take over i'm gonna pretend that you are yeah. which is a lovely thought but it's not realistic mm -hmm. and to the partners i mean just know that it takes a lot of work. I mean, mm -hmm. listen, I, I have a lot of nieces and nephews, and I love them, and they look like me because they are my blood. You know what I mean? And they're, <laughs> right. they're my siblings' kiddos, and I'll do anything. But when you're raising a child, it's a whole different ball game. And, mm -hmm. I, do, and I hope I, one day I can compare it to having a biological child, but there's, there's nothing like um, giving her all to someone you didn't create. And sometimes mm -hmm. there's fear because I'm like, I'm doing all this work. At 16, she may be like, uh, bye yeah. to you and be like, I'm hanging out with my biological mom because, I mean, why not? Well, that's another, uh, you bring, I mean, I have a biological child. child. Mm -hmm. My husband and I created a little girl and she's amazing and my, it, it's just, it's totally different. And I've had to explain to my husband because he'll, he'll see me react differently to one kid mm -hmm. and he'll look at me like, why are you? And it's just a natural fucking thing that I can't always control. Right. Where I will hug my daughter and love on her and she'll want to kiss from her mama and she'll want to snuggle and she'll want to sit on the couch with me or whatever. And I am just absolutely a puddle. Yeah. And then every single night that we have my stepson every single night, he asks, mom, will you cuddle with me? at bedtime wow. and it gets annoying and I feel like shit mm -hmm. for feeling annoyed not well let me just say on a parenting aspect in general bedtimes take an hour and a fucking half okay <laughs> start at 6 30 to we, go to bed at 8 <laughs> seriously exactly we start it's like okay it's seven o'clock everyone come on go get your pjs on all right everyone come upstairs brush your teeth like it takes for fucking over yeah and on weeks that we have him I get my daughter. So my husband goes downstairs, gets kiddo. He uh, reads a book to him. And then he comes upstairs after he's done. And then by that time, I've got my daughter down for bed. And then I go downstairs and mm -hmm. I cuddle with him. Mm -hmm. And I will say, out of his biological mom and my husband, the kiddo talks to me more about mm. certain shit. Yeah. He asks me questions. He opens up to me and I don't know if that's, I don't know. I, I would assume that's part of like, I've created that. I've mm -hmm. always 
been that for him. I asked the right questions. I'm able to talk to him in a developmentally appropriate way. It's a safe place. It's a safe, he just picks up on that. Mm -hmm. So I will say that to my, to, to benefit like those, that's the time of day that him and I connect. And I do appreciate that. But as far as the cuddling goes and that like feeling like I don't feel comfortable with it. I just don't. It feels Mm -hmm. completely different Mm -hmm. cuddling with him than it. I didn't hold him when he was a baby. Yeah. I didn't literally grab him out of me. Right. Like I did did with my daughter. daughter. Yeah. And so sometimes like I, my husband will see me get annoyed when he asks and I'm just like, yeah, bud. Yep. I'll be down there. Like just need to get get your sister down, like, no problem. Yeah. And then my husband will look at me like, what's the problem? And I'm just wanting to him to understand, like, mm-hmm. it's fucking different. It it's is. just different, and I need that to be okay. And I still okay. do it. Yeah. I still do it. Mm-hmm. I still do find benefit. It's not like it doesn't bring me joy in some way. It's just different joy. Yeah. I don't feel that fucking like dopamine releasing in my brain. Mm -hmm. Like I am holding, it's biological. There's something to be said about that. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and like you said, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. okay. Whatever you're feeling is okay. Yeah. And it's like a continuous conversation. Like, here's what I have to say to stepmamas and their partners you are going to have the same conversation over and over and over and over again. Yeah. You will. Yep. It's natural. Mm-hmm. You'll have the same argument over again, but there will be one piece that's different from the last time that you had it. And mm-hmm. that's what you need to like to discover and take notice of and learn from. Yep. Like my husband and I have the same argument about him or like the, the cuddle or whatever, but it's like, let's look for what's missing and understanding each other. Right. Like, what am I not hearing from you? What do you actually need? What is actually, what are you actually trying to communicate to me? Mm-hmm. And saying those exact words, mm-hmm. Hey, I feel like we've been here before. Yeah. What am I not understanding? Yep. Is can be huge. Mm-hmm. Go, and again, going back to the communication, that's exactly where we're at. That's exactly where we should revisit, mm-hmm. um, in order to get clarity and understanding from one another. Yeah. You know, and then when we reach a point to where it gets too much, we need our partners to be like, hey, I'm sensing you're a little overloaded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe they don't notice. And we as stepmoms need to communicate. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I'm a little overloaded right now. I need to take a step back and take some space and make some time for just me. I'm gonna, and, and it's okay to disengage. Yeah, and it doesn't even need to be like, I'm completely making a decision to disengage. It simply means like, hey, um, Saturday's open, right? You can stay with the kids. I'm going to go meet up with my friend. Her and I are going to get lunch. Then we're going to go get a massage. And then we're going to go to a movie. Yeah. Or like whatever. Like make it a thing. And then come back and recharge mm-hmm. and, you know, be able to give better, give more, give whatever to your family. But... It's one thing when we ask for it because then there's guilt, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's guilt. Yeah, absolutely. But does my husband have guilt when he goes and asks if he can golf every freaking weekend? No. Probably not. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He just asks the simple question. I reply yes, and he's like, cool, it's fine. Me, I'm like, hey, 
Yeah. Do you mind if Gannett and I go record? Yeah. At, are you sure? You know what? And he says yes. And I'm like, are you sure? And how many hours have you gone? Does it matter? Yeah. I will arrive right? when I arrive. Like you can handle it. <laughs> I am here. I, I am back. <laughs> Stand up. <laughs> but seriously, it's a different feeling. Yeah. When we have to ask for it mm-hmm. versus when it's offered to us. Yeah. Because it's their idea. Mm-hmm. Like my husband will often, you know, I won't say often. He doesn't. He could do better. <laughs> but I will he, say, he has said like, hey, why don't you go do this? Like what's, what's your friend doing? Like what is she, you know, like go hit her up, like whatever. Yeah. And when he says that, I feel like he's, he's releasing me. Mm. He's not only, okay, let me back up. He's releasing me, but he's also seeing me. Mm-hmm. He sees me. He sees and appreciates what I do. He's yeah. saying, I see what you've done. I see that you're, you're not, you know, you deserve this. Like, yeah. take a break. I got this. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's something that I forget sometimes where I'm like, oh, you are capable. You can do it. Like, yeah. you're a dad. You can do this on your own. You don't need me. Yeah. And he's, but you need those reminders. I do. Though. Yeah. And we need the assurance, the reassurance that they can um, tell us that they see us. Yeah. And then I see the hard work that you're putting in for, mm-hmm. in your case for your own, your child together. And then a stepchild. Mm-hmm. And in my case, a child, just my mm-hmm. stepchild. And it's yeah. like, okay, I see you doing a lot of things. Go do you. Yeah. And the thing, and the thing that we have to remember too is, um, and I'm learning this actively. I'm, st- I still have a little bit of guilt, but it's getting better, but it's okay to take a step back and do things mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And that's the identity piece that we talked about a couple episodes back. Absolutely. Of like, that's how you engage with who you were before this mm-hmm. family dynamic happened. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And um, I've been I've been practicing that in the last week and a half. It's just like, yes, you I, have. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do, but I don't. But, you know, uh-huh. the, in... in the roles that we play and then us in our professions, we're in the mm-hmm. helping field, you know, so yeah. we want to help. I just always want to help. And if I'm not helping, I feel guilty. Yeah. Well, that's my own shit. I need yep. to get my shit in line mm-hmm. and it doesn't make me a bad person, a mm-hmm. bad mom or a bad stepmom, certainly not a bad wife yeah. to take time for myself mm-hmm. and say that Gannett needs, I need to revisit Gannett. I need my own time. And I've been doing that. And I'll tell y'all, I've been feeling a whole lot better yeah. about a lot of things and that has included disengaging in some ways um, because, you know, we're, when they become adults, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When these children become adults and you're there with your spouse and along the many years that are coming between that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you better take care of you. Yeah. Okay. Because... The only person that is responsible for your happiness is, is you. you. Yeah. Okay. It's not your partner. It's not your kids. It's not your stepkids. It is you. It's not your parents. It is you. And I love that you just said that. I think it's like when you're single, I don't know, if you like search Pinterest quotes and shit, right? You like <laughs> see these like you need to love yourself before you can love anyone else. Mm-hmm. That doesn't fucking stop once you start loving someone else. It shouldn't, right? Yeah, like it's still a work that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And even though I love my husband and I love my kids, I have to love myself first because mm-hmm. that's the only fucking person that I can depend on. Mm-hmm. 
And it's not that I'm fearful of commitment or vulnerability or whatever. I'm fully fucking knees deep into that shit. Yeah. (laughs) But it's, (laughs) but it's man above all, I got to love myself. I am in love with myself Mm -hmm. above anyone else. Mm -hmm. And when that relationship with myself starts to dwindle, I need to focus on that. And I need the support to focus on that because I 100% back up my husband and his hobbies Mm -hmm. and what he does Mm -hmm. and his identity prior to being a husband and a father. Yeah. I need him to do the same for me Mm -hmm. and see it as we're investing in each other by doing that Yeah, because without doing that Mm -hmm. resentment. Yep. Yeah. And you don't want that because when these children grow up, then, Mm -hmm. you know, you're left with just the two of you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Of course your kids will be around, but they're adults, so they don't need you as much as they did when they're minors and right. small children. But, um, you know, how do you... Self-preservation mm-hmm. and preserving your relationship. And it's it's like a... It's a cycle, right? Like it goes around in a circle where you are investing in yourself. You're becoming a better person for yourself first. You're becoming a better person for your partner. All these identities that you have, right? Your mom, you're a better friend, you're, you know, all these things. But what you don't realize is that you have these little eyes that are watching you the entire time, mm-hmm. right? Like I remember being a kid and watching my mom do certain things and being like, oh, like even now I have a two-year-old daughter raising a daughter, you know this, mm-hmm. you like, as a woman, you have these certain thoughts of like, my daughter asks, what doing mama? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I'm putting on my fucking makeup. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, how do I explain this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm painting my face. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. but it's like, I eventually these questions are going to come up of like, um, uh, why do you need to do that? Why do you feel you need to do that? You know, all these. So these little eyes are watching you and they're going to watch you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. They're going to watch you say, oh, I'm going to yoga. Because mm-hmm. mama needs to meditate and chill the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. you know, and, and those are the things that I want to teach my kids. Yeah. Um, and again, I want to be encouraged for that and have my spouse, you know, have my kids also see my partner do that. Yeah. You know, like they're also watching my husband be like, oh, you know, my mom's going to the in my with my dad now. Like they go, they give and take. Oh, and then dad's at golf sometimes. You know, like it's you're mm-hmm. teaching this. Like if you think back to your childhood, what did you see? Yeah, like this is what your kids are gonna see. Right, especially when it comes to like punishment and stuff. Like mm-hmm. you want to see your parents on the same page. Yes, you're modeling what healthy relationships, what what a, what a healthy family dynamic looks like. And and I mean, they're learning first from. Kiddos learn first from their parents, mm-hmm. you know? And Obviously, because so, in some way or another, we're all recovering from our childhood. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen. And that's why you and I, as therapists, yeah. have a um, what, uh, job security. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely that. <laughs> Sorry, well, I just got to throw that in there. <laughs> job security, but we have a... a um, a level of understanding, but I think too, uh, you and I, um, we went into this. I think we went into this field. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. For our own personal reasons, 
right? And and why we gravitated towards working in the psychology, social work, you know, mm-hmm. um, field, but but more so how it benefits us and how it creates understanding for our upbringing, our past, mm-hmm. our present, and what we want for our future. Absolutely, right? And that I love and appreciate about what our education, our credentials, right, and our the letters behind our names mean uh-huh. more more so. Um, what it's contributed to my life, right? Than how fancy it looks mm-hmm. on my business card, right? Or our business card. I know our, our alphabet soup. Yeah. On our business card. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of mental health and stuff, um, recently we've been talking a lot about anxiety on our social media. It's a thing. It's a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna talk about that for a second. And that something that's really hard for my husband to understand is the anxiety that being a stepmom creates. Mm. It's, I mean, okay, so what is anxiety? And I've, I've talked about this in stories before, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit more in depth now. So when we talk about anxiety, there are kind of two different kinds. I'm dropping it to a basic level of there can be generalized anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. which is a diagnosable um, issue that is more of excessive um often like uh worrying about something that's not actually going to happen and it's causing you so much distraction in your everyday life that you can't function Mm -hmm. and when it becomes to a point where you can't like that's when it's an issue and that you need help and and so on then there's the other side of anxiety that is normal, mm-hmm. that is a, a natural response to excessive stress, yeah. like a biological mom mm-hmm. that won't stop yelling at you when you show up to events, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or that won't email back, or that, you know, whatever. Won't um, take care of her child. Won't take care of her child. All right. <laughs> So many things. Like, like there's that anxiety. So that's the anxiety that we're speaking of where it is fucking real. Mm-hmm. It's real. I have, I have spoken out a lot about the anxiety that I have, especially in seeing her or being around her by mom. Um, and I've had to have real conversations with my husband trying to explain to him what he feels is this like, what the fuck? Why are you so worried? Mm-hmm. What do you have to be worried about? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, this is an ex of yours that you had a child with. Yeah. That outwardly hates me. Yeah. Who has tried to belittle and berate and like completely ignore me either to my face or you know, it, behind it, like whatever, like yeah. that is not a comfortable feeling that I have. Mm-hmm. And anxiety is, you know, the feeling of not being able to control a certain situation or the unknown. Mm-hmm. And that is so much of what our lives are when it comes to relying on another person yeah. to do their fucking job right. as a mother. Yep. Yep, I couldn't agree more. Fuck. <laughs> I could, and and you know, and you know if if they if the situations were different and perhaps they were doing their jobs, mm-hmm. maybe that there. I think there will always be a smidge of anxiety, mm-hmm. but I think that anxiety can be you know heightened by the scenario. 
-hmm. You know, in our, in our situations, I mean, there's high conflict, there's neglect, there's, you know, just a lot of layers that add to that anxiety. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And um, in a perfect world, that wouldn't exist. But, you know, to have that level of understanding of just why we would feel anxious as um, your spouse and as stepmothers. I mean, it's just, it, it should just be, okay, you feel anxious or you feel different or weird or whatever the case may be. And to not force it to be not the opposite, really. Right, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, let me give you an example. I think people sometimes like to give an answer and then when the shoe's on the other foot, they're like, oh, okay, let me backtrack. Give an example. <laughs> Last year, uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't have a baby daddy, right? <laughs> don't have a baby daddy. But I have exes. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and because I have a history before my husband, the same way that he has a history before me. Mm -hmm. um, now, I've had to deal with his ex-wife and the bio mom for years now, and it's just uh, dealing with someone that I feel doesn't operate at the same level that I do. <laughs> and that's me being very kind. Mm -hmm. But I was invited to an event last year um, of a girlfriend, uh, for a girlfriend of mine, and uh, my ex was going to be there. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. With his new wife. With his new wife. Why right. would you ask? Well, because, you know, that girlfriend of mine is someone that I met during the relationship with the previous relationship from years and years ago. So, so it was a big, big birthday, a big shindig mm -hmm. going on downtown Seattle. And what did you do? Well, I told my husband mm -hmm. about it. He's like, well, I don't want to go. Oh, oh, why don't you want to go? <laughs> because my ex is going to be there. Mm-hmm. The ex that I do not have a child with. <laughs> you don't want to be in the same room with someone I fucking Why? slept with? Perhaps you feel anxious. <laughs> Perhaps you're uncomfortable. Perhaps you are visualizing. Now imagine that that person never leaves our fucking lives. Yeah. What if that person yeah. had a say in yeah. how you operate every fucking day? Because you made a child. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Now I might say to you, okay, I get that. Yeah. You didn't want to go to a party with uh -huh. me because... That person was going to be there. Yeah. And I said, wow, how the tables mm -hmm. have turned, mm -hmm. honey. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. Because I'm just remembering, like, uh, it was a couple years ago. Well, maybe, yeah, a couple years ago where my ex-fiance, because, yes, I was married once before, but never actually got married. I called it off. This mm -hmm. is when I was, like, 20, 21. Anyway. You've been uh, engaged once before. Oh, what did I say? You said married once. Oh, before. no. Engaged. Sorry. Yeah. I've been engaged. Wow. You was almost married. You know what? You had the ring, huh? That's the second bottle of wine. <laughs> yes. I've been engaged once before. Clarify. I've been engaged once before, and I called it off. Mm -hmm. But um, over the years, um, him and I have remained really close. He was like my first boyfriend, kind yeah. of like high school sweethearts, but we never, I, I backed out. Anyway, we remained close, and... Um, his mom passed away and I was really close with his mom growing up. And I told my husband, I was like, I'm going to go to her memorial service. Like I want to be there. I want to grieve and you know, all this stuff. I said, do you want to come with me? Um, we can take our girl and we can go. Yeah. And my husband was like, Nope, you can take her. I'm not going to come. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Oh. And he was like, I don't need to be a part of that. And I'm like, okay. And by this time, my ex has remarried. Mm -hmm. Or not remarried. I don't know why I keep assuming. 
whatever has married. has married and so his wife like it's just weird but he didn't want to meet him mm-hmm. like he didn't want to have mm-hmm. anything to do with that he was supportive of me going he was yeah. totally fine but he was like i don't need to be a part of that and i was just like really yeah really see and that's i have to show thing. up to so much shit yeah. no i don't have to i choose to mm-hmm. but that's a different but now when you can kind but of na- yeah like work. it's totally different level but you're not comfortable with it mm-hmm. When it's one day, one, one day, one, so have some perspective, have perspective and understand it because to go back to my story, my ex was there with his wife. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, there's no funny business here, right? But He's not there to flirt with you. Exactly. Or but it's just about, and it's, and it's not something that bothers me. In fact, when I think of this, I just, it's laughable. Yeah. It's comical because it's, wow. Why, you know, you don't need to feel this way or you shouldn't feel this way. It's like, well, you didn't need to feel that way on that particular evening when you could have just accompanied me, but you uh-huh. were intimidated uh-huh. and uncomfortable with a man from years ago mm-hmm. whom has a wife now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just saying. Yep. Just saying. We should get our shit together. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just to wrap up the anxiety piece. Oh, God. To wrap up the anxiety piece. Um... My husband does have more of an understanding of how I respond to certain situations. And either I will be like, nah, man, it's going to, it's too much for me. I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. But there's certain things that I won't avoid. Like, um, for some reason, like teacher conferences, since we moved to parallel parenting, we no longer do teacher conferences together. However, the stupid freaking teacher schedules them back to back. Mm-hmm. So while we're not in the same room, we still have to see her. In the hallway. In the hallway. <laughs> so little shit like that where it's like, all right. So I'm st- it's still anxiety provoking in a sense, but less than what it was before. But my husband now understands this. So we have more conversations about it. And he doesn't, he doesn't see it as a weakness or a flaw. It's just a fucking natural response to stress. Because in the past, things have... Sh- Things have hit the fan. Like, she's said awful things to me to my face. She has reacted in really inappropriate ways. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I try and keep my shit together and not punch her in the throat. And that is really hard for me. So hard. And it causes a lot of anxiety. <laughs> so he's like, here, baby girl, take a CBD pill and let's get on the road. <laughs> just calm it all down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, which is just overall, like, him understanding that and him seeing me for that is huge. Yeah. And I feel like that that's essentially, like, all... When shit gets really hard, or even in the day-to-day, mm-hmm. I just want to be seen and appreciated for what I do and what I... What... I feel like tolerate can be a harsh word. But with the things that I can't control and I do just mm-hmm. fucking tolerate because mm-hmm. I can't change it. Yeah. I want to be appreciated for that. Absolutely. A simple thank you, a simple I see you. Um, just any any kind of appreciation goes a long way. Um, and I think um, for me, part of the appreciation, so I'm an acts of service girl, woman. That's your love language? It's my love language, acts of service, and I feel like that can be applicable in various scenarios, yeah. right? But um, acts of service for me means getting shit done, mm. right? 
and getting shit done and being a leader and initiating um, things in general is huge. It's attractive to me. It, it, mm-hmm. it represents strength. It represents leadership. And that I live for. And one of the biggest points I think you can agree on is um, how do we uh, express to our partners the importance of doing the communication piece for those that try to avoid it, right? Because yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm a, I know I'm going to open a can of worms, but like, I mean, you know, whether it be emails or whether it be face-to-face conversations or whether, and in our situation, it's, it's mainly emails, um, and a lot of the times it's, it goes without response from baby mama. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, for my husband, I don't think he's trying to necessarily keep the peace, but he's just avoiding it. He doesn't like to communicate with her. It's like pulling yep. teeth. He's yep. dealing with an unreasonable individual. It's blah, 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 all this other stuff. But you know what? Some, someone has to do it. Yeah. And in our situation, she's, she's not going to do it. She is not going to do it at all. So I feel like I have to do a lot of prompting mm-hmm. and a lot of encouraging and a lot of supportive talk around, hey, let's communicate about this. Let's get this done. Because if we communicate about this and get this done, it means this for our family. Right. You know? Yeah. And I Or just, if we don't, this is what it means for our exactly. family. Exactly. And it's like... And that's the anxiety that it causes me, is what happens if we do not send this email and shit hits the fan because mm-hmm. something was not communicated in a timely manner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and for the partners, you know, the message here is... Uh, do what you need to do to get it done, okay? Mm-hmm. Stop either skirting around the issue, avoiding it, waiting for, you know, the feedback or, you know, the encouragement or whatever it is that you need from us and just do it, Yep. right? Because yep. this is, I'm going to sound harsh, y'all. <laughs> this was your mess to clean up. Yep. I'm not here to fix it. Mm-hmm. Not to say everyone has a messy situation, mm-hmm. but for those that do have a messy situation, because I have a messy situation, which is why I'm, I have the room to say this, um, that was your mess to clean up, not mine. Mm-hmm. And while I've been there to do this for you because I've been motivated by I'm the desired outcome. You. I'm here to support you through exactly. to get you to the life that we want to live. Yes, we want yeah. this outcome, want this life with you. But step up, do the work, fix your shit Mm -hmm. so we can get it together the way we envisioned when we first met, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, that's as real as you can get about it. Yeah. You know? With the email thing, it, it, well, it's really complicated. I feel like with my husband and I, because like we'll get an email from baby mama and I'll have this reaction, like almost visceral. Mm-hmm. Almost visceral reaction <laughs> of like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. This is what she's trying to pull. Like, this is whatever. Here we go again. Yeah. And my husband sees me getting all worked up and he's just like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we need to respond like this. We need to do this. Like she can't get away with this or whatever. And he feels like I'm in the fucking middle. Mm-hmm. And he's had to explain to me like, look. I know how she works. I've been involved in this longer than you have. You need to trust me that this is the way that we can respond. This is the way that she will respond, like whatever. And I'm thinking of, I don't know, a fucking normal reaction or like, 
let's respond right away. Let's respond with facts, like blah, blah, blah. Yep. And he looks at me like, no, like you need to trust me on this. And that's when he's like, looked at me like, I feel like I'm in the fucking middle of you two mm-hmm. because she's cut, you know, whatever, whatever. And I, in the past, have reacted more defensively of like, you're not supporting me. You need to listen to what I need and what I want and how yeah. this is going to go, whatever. And depending upon the situation, you know, I've made the decision, you know what? Fine. You handle it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's times like, it's just like, you fucking handle this. I'm not even going there. Yeah. Like, I don't want any, any fingerprint on this shit because it's just going to make <laughs> me too fucking crazy. Yeah. But I, but like my husband has said multiple times, like, I feel like I'm the middle of you two mm-hmm. and I don't want to have, have to referee. Yeah. And as soon as he says that, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh shit. Like, I don't want to be compared or like be that person, be that person. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I'm trying to be on your side. Yeah. And sometimes it takes like letting go of what I think should happen or in the timely manner that I should think it should happen or mm-hmm. whatever. And I just, I have to trust my husband and be like, fine, you do it. Yeah. But like we've talked about before, if you do handle it in this way, that is different than my perspective. I need you to handle the consequences okay. because if it is going to affect us, mm-hmm. if it's going to affect me, I ain't cleaning that shit up. Nope. And I'm talking about like s- schedule changes, you know, projects don't get completed or you know doctor's appointments don't get made like shit like where it's like fine Mm -hmm. then if that's the case you're gonna take him to that doctor's appointment yep you're gonna you're gonna do it Mm -hmm. yeah because you know if you don't want me if you don't want to be in the middle man up Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean yeah take care of your situation and things will be easier and then we're here to pay play the supporting role you know i had someone tell me um something that could be such a an easy thing to really just uh, wrap your mind around but it was profound for me it's um the biological parents need to be the main actors right mm-hmm. and then me as a stepmom i should be this in the supporting role yeah right and sometimes um we lose sight of that because mm-hmm. we want to so badly have our lives look the way that we envisioned it. Yep. And that's okay. You know, once upon a time we had a, a, a daydream, a dream, a vision of what our life would look like. And then life happens. And mm-hmm. life doesn't always look how you wanted it to look or expected it to look. But it happens in the way it was supposed to for you. So um, having that person say that to me was just huge. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it helped ground me and it helped me center for who center myself for who I am. And know that my role, even if I'm going to take a step back and let him take the leadership and let bio mom, even though, you know, whatever, if she's not there, present or whatever, she's still bio mom. Right. Let her do what she needs to do. I'm in the supporting role. And that has been such a relief for me. Yeah. You know? And, um, I mean, to the, I don't know, to the partners, there's just so many messages we have here. But I think the biggest thing is, um, 
I say this to my husband. I, I, I don't know what it's like to walk in your shoes. And you have no fucking idea <laughs> what it's like to walk in my stilettos, baby. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Try can, walking in these heels, honey. You can say <laughs> I understand all you want, but it doesn't mean shit. Because you're not a stepdad. Yeah. You're not. I mean, he didn't even, not to go down that rabbit hole, but even stepdads have a different experience, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about on another episode. But when we it's, have a stepdad on. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, you do actually not understand. Mm-hmm. You can have empathy. Yeah. And you can have compassion. And you can try and understand as much as you can, which we absolutely fucking appreciate. Mm-hmm. But you can't understand. And mm-hmm. so we just need you to listen. Mm-hmm. We need you to listen and hear our needs and accommodate those needs as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And... That's all we, that's all I, I'm speaking for me. That's all I really mm-hmm. want. And sometimes I have had to explain to my husband not to go, but those needs will change over sure. time. And I need to have some grace in that because I have openly talked about how my feelings have changed since having my daughter. Yeah. When early in the relationship, when I'm trying to establish my relationship with my partner and I'm trying to figure out how I fit into this whole history and relationship before me where I feel comfortable entering into a child's life, how comfortable I feel being involved and when I need to pull back because I'm feeling like all that stuff, like it shifts throughout my experience and my journey. Yeah. And then having my daughter Mm -hmm. has made another shift Mm -hmm. and I've had to communicate that to my husband. And sometimes he looks at me like, what are you talking about? This wasn't, you weren't like this before. And it's like, no, I'm not. It was, I wasn't like that, but I am now. And I need you to understand Mm-hmm. That it's going to continue to change and shift. Yeah. And I'm figuring... This isn't a, a linear process. No. It's very fluid. Mm-hmm. That I need the grace to go back and forth. And as the stepmom, it's my responsibility. As the wife, it's my responsibility. As the partner, it's my responsibility. To communicate that, and that's on me. Yeah. And when I do, the expectation is to be heard. Mm-hmm. and seen and listened to and appreciated and valued and validated and all those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I'm ultimately I'm working really, really hard on something that feels really uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and there's, there's no way to truly, I mean, we can talk for hours mm-hmm. um, and there's no, no true way to explain how this experience is. Until and you they, walk it. Exactly. Yeah. And they can't, and they can't walk it unless individuals, I mean, unless you're a stepdad out there and you, and yeah. you have a scenario sure. that relates, then, Hey, you're right there with us. And for, and for that kudos to you. <laughs> um, but for the most part, they will never be able to truly walk into, you know, walk in our stilettos or feel what we're feeling. And that's okay. But just trying to have a level of understanding and remembering that this is a choice for everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is a choice for us, for them, mm-hmm. your partner, your spouse. Everyone has had a choice in this relationship and every part of mm-hmm. your journey, there's a choice. Yep. And so... What, um, what I tell my husband is both of us have been an active participant in every single decision leading to this day. Sure. I have not forced you into anything. You have not forced me into anything. Mm-hmm. So surveying what we're in right now and figuring out how can we make this the best life that we can. Yeah. That's what we're in this for. Mm-hmm. And there's the variables that we can't control. Mm-hmm. And that's really fucking shitty. Yeah. But 
we have to, we, this is what we are dealing with and mm-hmm. we have to find a way to live our lives the best way that we can. Yeah. And ultimately going back to what we originally started talking about, it goes back to that relationship. Mm-hmm. The two of you, mm-hmm. the two of us that yeah. found each other and fell in love and committed to each other and, and holding on to that yeah. and letting that feed what pushes, you know, you forward. Yep. And being vulnerable too is huge because I think that's mm-hmm. hard for a lot of people, but just being candid and honest about all of it. Some, a lot of this shit is not fun. Yeah. It's fucked up. <laughs> you know, it's fucked up. Some of the scenarios that we have to deal with. And then there's some that, some scenarios that are just amazing. Yeah. Some parts of this experience that are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just life. Yeah. That's us being human. And whether or not we're step parents or not, we should try to be vulnerable with our partners, mm-hmm. with whomever we are, um, you know, feel safe with. Mm-hmm. Um, because no one's going to know what you're going through unless you're, unless you mm-hmm. create that room for vulnerability. And, um, this is where, you know, partners, you know, message goes out to you. Allow your partner to be vulnerable. Be vulnerable with your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're saying it's hard, don't take that as like, oh, you can't, she or he can't handle this. Yeah. No. Why yeah. is it hard? Tell me why is it hard? Because I don't understand. You know, and if it's hard for you because you feel caught in the middle, tell your tell your wife, your partner, right. whomever. Or, why do you feel caught in the middle? Or it's not black and white where it's like, this is really hard for me. Oh, it's so hard for you. Fine, I'll just take it away. You obviously can't handle it. This yeah. isn't what you're kind of, you know, like, right. no, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying maybe I need you to step up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And this can be more of a partnership and not me carrying all your fucking weight. Yeah. Whew, that exactly. just didn't come out from real experience. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep it. It's too real today. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean... So, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think yeah. we covered some I good think, areas? I think that's good. So, <laughs> you know, spouses, we often lean on you for a lot mm-hmm. of direction. And we're in this for you. And we just want to be seen and heard and feel valued and appreciated. Yeah. And if you don't know what we're experiencing, ask us. Mm-hmm. Ask us. Mm-hmm. Turn to us and say, baby, what's going on? What are yeah. you feeling right now? How can I support you better through this? What's something that you need to get off your chest? Yeah. That right there is an opening for connection, intimacy, growth. Yep. Um, which will continue to benefit your relationship over and over again. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. As Just always, remember, we chose each other. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you chose your partner. They chose you. We chose one another and um if anything you know come back to that and remember why that is mm-hmm. and um the in between that's up for, that's up to the two individuals in the relationship to figure out yeah um and uh, i truly don't believe anyone has it easier you know i think everyone yeah. has oh yeah their I own totally, challenges yeah. and struggles but from the stepmom perspective our mm-hmm. message to the partners is 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 what we've conveyed. So mm-hmm. yeah. hopefully that resonates with people. Yeah. And um, this episode in particular, if you have any questions, stepmoms, spouses, yeah. if you want some insight or have, you know, um, want to talk further about what we've talked about, you can send us a DM on Instagram or you can send us an email at radicalstepmomspodcast at gmail.com. Yep. So, as always, we thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, listeners. Oh. Thank you, spouses, partners, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> we love you so much. Yes. Um, and we will chat at you later. Bye. Stay radical. 
Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast, or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you, and you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com.